Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mail Media Network. I'm your host, Jay Khan, taking a look at bets and DraftKings plays for Thursday, March 3rd in the NHL. We have nine games to break down in the league for Thursday. But before we get into it, remember to give the show a like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. First game on the card, we've got the Minnesota Wild, minus 225 favorites in Philadelphia to take on the Flyers, who are plus 180 home underdogs. The over-under is set at six for this game. The Wild have actually fallen on some tough times recently as they've lost four games in a row and six of their last seven. They've been really struggling in their own end as they've given up 34 goals over those seven games. Cam Talbot has had some troubles in net as well, losing his last four starts and giving up at least four goals in all of those games. So it hasn't really been going well for Minnesota recently. Philadelphia, on the other hand, has actually been a bit more competitive of late, but they're still a bad hockey team and it's not showing in the results. I I think the efforts there, they just can't really finish on a lot of the chances that they've been getting. They don't have a lot of guns on that offense in Philly right now. They've lost seven of their last eight games after getting shut out by the Oilers on Tuesday, and they've only scored three goals in their last three games. So I think that speaks to their lack of finishing ability right now. I I feel like this is a good get right spot for Minnesota. I just read off how they have been struggling recently. A lot of that has been against good competition. Their last three games, two have been against Calgary. One has been against Toronto. So they're they're facing good teams, uh, at least recently in terms of their losses. I think this is a good chance for them to get off the schneid, get two points, and start to get this thing headed in the right direction. So I like Minnesota. I'm willing to play them on the puck line, lay the goal and a half, because the minus 225 is a little bit too steep, and I don't mind the over here. I know I talked about how Philly has a tough time finishing, but I think Minnesota can run things up in, in terms of the score board and I'm just hoping Philly can find something in the wild goaltending issues continue to to falter a little bit here but I like the wild and I don't mind the over here in this game next up we've got another big favorite uh, even bigger favorite this time around getting close to minus 400 it's the Panthers minus 390 favorites currently on home ice with the Ottawa Senators coming to town as plus 295 dogs on the road the over-under is set at six and a half for this game as are basically all Florida Panthers games now sometimes we see sevens we might even see seven and a halfs at some point this season the Sens have been battling despite some significant injuries lately they lost 5-2 in Tampa on Tuesday they actually scored the first two goals in that game got off to a nice start and then it all fell apart after that Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay and they're going to win that game they've dropped four of their last five games but most have been close one goal losses so I still like what I'm seeing from Ottawa Batherson remains on the injured reserve but Thomas Shabbat is back and looking good and they are going to get Josh Norris back off the injured reserve for this game as well so some good news on the injury front for the Sens the Panthers come in with a very rare three game losing streak and all three losses on home ice they had only dropped three games on home ice in Florida all season and they've matched that total in just the last week so a little bit of a weird stretch here for the Panthers they've given up 16 goals over those three games as they continue to hit their high total overs. I thought they outplayed the Oilers over the weekend. It's just Bobrovsky has been struggling a bit recently, not quite getting the goaltending that they were early in the season, but I don't think there's really anything wrong with what Florida is doing. They've been giving up these chances basically all season. It's just now they're actually going in and they're not getting that goaltending. So tough to lay them at at almost minus 400 here. Even the puck line, you got to lay some juice and Ottawa is one of those pesky teams that will give you a game. So I I don't want to back the Panthers as huge, huge favorites here. I think you got to look to the over, like no matter where they set these overs, 
it feels like the Panthers are still finding a way to go over the total. And I think they should score against an Ottawa team that still lacks defensively, still lacks between the pipes. And I'm hoping Ottawa with Norris back in the lineup can score a few goals. And, and Florida will give you chances. They will give you goals. So I, I like the over six and a half here. I think that's probably the only way to play this one with Florida as such a big favorite on Thursday night. Next up, we've got the Carolina Hurricanes minus 140 in Washington to take on the Caps, who are plus 120 on the money line at home. The over-under is at five and a half for this game. Possible first-round preview here between these two sides as Carolina looks to have the inside track at first in the Metropolitan Division, and Washington is looking like a wildcard team at this point. The Canes had a five-game win streak snapped with an overtime loss in Detroit on Tuesday, but they picked up a point in seven straight games. They still look really good. This will be the first of three meetings actually between these teams in the month of March. So get used to seeing the Capitals and the Canes over the next month. The Caps have lost three in a row and they've actually opened up the door slightly for the pesky Columbus Blue Jackets in the East playoff race. The Jackets continue to play well. Caps not playing well. They're struggling to get depth scoring, struggling on defense. They haven't been able to get consistent goaltending all season. They're really starting to look like an average hockey team and Carolina feasts on average hockey teams. So this is a game Washington's very much going to get up for. They're on home ice. Pretty enticing at the dog price, but I just can't back them right now. I, I don't like how they look. I think I would have to lean towards the Canes here. Minus 140 is a fair price on the road. If you want to lay the puck line, I think you can, but feels like a closer game. I think Washington at the very least will keep this one tight, even if they do lose. So I'm not going to go to the puck line on Carolina. I would look towards the over if I had to make a play here. I, I I just think with Washington's struggles in their own end and the goaltending struggles that they've had, I think Carolina can score in this game. And we're just banking on Washington to score a couple goals. And at five and a half, I think that's a reasonable total. I could very much see a 4-2, 5-2 type game here in this one between Carolina and Washington. So no real play on the money line, but I would give a slight lean towards the over five and a half between these two sides. Next up, we got a great game here. The Tampa Bay Lightning minus 175 favorites on home ice with the Pittsburgh Penguins coming to town plus 150 on the money line. The over-under is set at six for this game. The Pens have turned things around after a little mini slump, two wins over the weekend. Both close games, though, as they beat the Rangers 1-0 on Saturday, and they had to rally in the third period just to beat the Jackets on Sunday. They needed a power play goal and then another late goal to win that game. They've been great on the road this season, though, an 18-6-3 record for the Pens away from home. So that's pretty solid. Tampa Bay, on the other hand, They've taken over first in the Atlantic with a five-game win streak, just more of the same from Tampa. They continue to roll 8-1-1 one, and one over their last 10 games, and the lone regulation loss over that stretch was a 3-2 loss in Colorado. So I think we can forgive them for that because everybody loses in Colorado. 18-4-4 four four on home ice this season for Tampa Bay. So I just mentioned how good Pittsburgh's been on the road. Tampa's been even better on home ice. So something's got to give here in terms of a play on the money line. I mean, Pittsburgh's pretty enticing at plus plus one fifty. just seeing that kind of price besides the pens. I think they're going to give Tampa a good game here. I'm not willing to lay that kind of chalk against the penguins with Tampa, even though I would certainly lean in their direction on home ice with that great home record. I would look towards the under, and this is where I usually go with Tampa, assuming that Vasilevsky's playing. So I'm going to assume that Vasilevsky's in for this game Anything at six, six and a half is almost an auto bet on the under for me when Vasilevsky is in. So I'm going to play the under six here, see where this thing goes. I think you could see a little bit of a tighter game between these two sides. And, and Vasi just rarely lets in more than a couple goals. So even if he allows a couple in this game, you get a three, two game, 
maybe it gets the four two and you end up having to having to push that thing. If you want to lay some juice, you can buy the hook and get that six and a half. But I'm going to play the under here between Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh on Thursday night. Next up, we've got the New York Islanders returning home to take on the Vancouver Canucks. The Isles are minus 125 favorites and the Vancouver Canucks are plus 105 on the road. The over-under is five and a half for this game. The Canucks continue their little New York trip that they've been on. Mixed results so far, 5-2 win against the Rangers on Sunday. Follow that up with a 7-2 loss in New Jersey on Monday. So totally mixed results there. Playoffs seem like a long shot for them at this point with the hole that they dug early in the season. But they've been playing good hockey under Bruce Boudreaux. They're a team that I think you can certainly back with your money in the second half of the season uh, the rest of the way here. The Isles return home from a five-game road trip where they went 2-2-1. and They had the lead going into the third in Colorado on Tuesday, but they just could not hang on. Haven't been great in their new building either uh, at home this year. Ten wins in 24 games on home ice for the Islanders. Always a tricky spot coming back from a road trip like that. And usually you'd take the 2-2-1, but with where the Islanders are, they got to go on some crazy streak just to get back into playoff contention right now. And it just hasn't been happening for them yet this season. I actually like the Canucks here in this spot. Uh, not a ton, but I think enough to make a little play on the money line at plus money. I just like the way that Vancouver's playing. I think they should be pretty well rested for this game. They had the back-to-back on Sunday and Monday, two days off between, some time to rest, maybe enjoy the city a little bit and uh, get ready for this game. And, and they've just been playing some good hockey. I, Islanders have just been a little too inconsistent for me. I, I was impressed by the way they played for the most part in Colorado on Tuesday, but now you got to return home. Season just feels like it's over. It feels like the life has kind of been sucked out of this team right now. So I'm going to go with Vancouver on the money line to go in uh, to New York and win this game uh, as a road underdog. Next up, we've got the Edmonton Oilers, who are starting to turn things around a little bit. Minus 155 on the money line in Chicago. The Blackhawks are plus 135 home dogs. The over-under is at six for this game. This is the end of a five-game road trip for the Oilers, which has actually gone well considering the opponents. They survived what I call the gauntlet of Tampa Bay, Florida, and Carolina, and they shut out the Flyers on Tuesday. Edmonton always seems to struggle with the deeper teams, but they can play to the lesser opponents. And we saw that on Tuesday against the Flyers with a pretty easy win. This, I would consider a lesser opponent in Chicago, a game that I would think Edmonton should go out and win. The Blackhawks have lost four of five. They'll be well-rested, having not played since Sunday when they were shut out by the Blues. They've just been bad everywhere this season, though, but especially at home, just nine wins in 27 home games for the Blackhawks this year. So they're just a really tough team to trust. And like I said, I just think that these are the types of matchups that the Oilers thrive in. McDavid will probably get a couple of points. Drysaddle will probably get a couple of points. Maybe they get something other other ways in, in the lineup. And it's just so tough uh, to trust Chicago. So these aren't the games that I like to fade Edmonton in. Don't love the price for the Oilers, but I do think if they win the game, they probably win it by multiple goals. So if you like the Oilers, I would look at playing the puck line for them on Thursday night. Next up, we've got a, a really nice matchup here. The Vegas Golden Knights, minus 115 favorites, slight favorites on home ice with the Boston Bruins coming in, minus 105 on the money line. The over-under is at five and a half for this game. The Bruins were actually on a roll until they ran into Trevor Zegras on Tuesday nights. He snapped a five-game win streak for them with a late power play goal, and he put it right in their face in the bench in classic Zegras-style celebration right at the Bruins bench. I'm sure they didn't like that too much from the young kid. I loved it, though. Trevor Zegras, a lot of fun. I like what I've seen from the Bees lately. 
They've actually been playing great, even despite that loss in Anaheim the other night. Marchand is back, and he hasn't missed a beat. And they're playing very tight defensively. They're getting back to a little bit more of a structured approach. That top six is is really nice right now with Marchand back on that top line, Pasternak driving his own line on the second line. Vegas has actually lost five of their last seven games, and both of the wins have come against the San Jose Sharks. So they can't beat anyone not named San Jose right now. Robin Leonard did return uh, from injury in their last game for a win, didn't get tested. I think San Jose had like 17 shots in that game. But still some good news on the injury front to see Robin Leonard back. Surprisingly not good at home this year, either a 15, 12 and three record. So they've won 15, they've lost 15 in Vegas. Very unlike them with that home crowd there uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. I like the Bruins here on the money line. I just think that they're playing better hockey than Vegas right now. And despite the fact that Vegas did look dominant a couple nights ago against the Sharks, I think that's more of the Sharks struggling right now. They just can't get anything going against anybody. So I'm not going to read too much into that one. And I just think Boston bounces back after a tough loss against the Ducks a couple nights ago. I like the way that they're rolling right now. They actually opened at about plus 105, even plus 110 in some spots. So some money has certainly come in on Boston to move this line closer to a pick em. I still like the Bruins at anything uh, resembling a dog price, maybe even a slight favorite if you have to go there. Next up, we've got a huge favorite, uh, as you would expect in this matchup, the Calgary Flames, minus 400 at home against the Montreal Canadiens, who are plus 310 on the road. Uh, the Habs had their five-game win streak stopped in a wild game in Winnipeg on Tuesday. Winnipeg scores the first four. Montreal scores the next four. Winnipeg scores the next four. It was just a weird game. They are playing some better hockey under Martin St. Louis, and guys like Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki have certainly turned the corner for the Habs. The Flames, on the other hand, just absolutely dominant. They've won 12 of their last 13 games. They look unbeatable right now. So dominant at both ends of the ice. And it's really hard to find flaws with this roster. I actually think you can make a case that minus 400 is too short in this, in this matchup. Like Calgary could be minus 700 in this game against Montreal. They're just that good right now. Maybe they lay an egg. Maybe they play down to their opponents, but it just, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case with this flames team. They should be ready to go for this matchup. I think it's going to be too much to not enough. So it's hard to recommend a minus 400. If you want to play the puck line, throw them in parlays, things like that. I just think the flames roll in this game and I'm not lining up to bet Montreal at that big dog price. We got one more big dog on the card and actually one, I might be a little bit more interested in playing. The Arizona Coyotes plus 290 on the money line at home with the Colorado Avalanche coming in at minus 380 on the money line on the road. The over-under is six and a half for this game. The Avs have won four games in a row, six of their last seven games. They're the Avs. This is basically what they always do. At full health for the most part, they did lose Val Nachuskin last game, though, and he's being called day-to-day at the moment, so we'll see if he's ready to go for this game. The Yotes have surprisingly played the Abs well this season. They beat them in a shootout last time they played, and they also have a shootout loss against them, so they very easily could have beaten Colorado twice this year. They'll be well-rested as well. They haven't played since Sunday. I mean, I'm not putting big money on the Yotes, but close to plus 300 in a matchup that seems favorable to them. And I actually think that line will grow. Like if you, if you're willing to back the Yotes wait until close to game time, because money is almost certainly going to come in on Colorado and drive that line up. So I, I think I'll take a shot with the desert dogs here. It's, it's a tough sell. I know Colorado's a much better team, but they seem to get up for this matchup and maybe a bit of a letdown spot for the abs after a big win the other night. So I'm, I'm going to sprinkle a little, a few bucks on the Yotes, but nothing too crazy. Uh, DraftKings for Thursday night. The studs at the top of the board, a lot of the top players in the NHL are playing on Thursday. So you have plenty of options to lead your squad. McKinnon, McT- 
McDavid and Barkov all have great matchups. And those are your three most expensive players for a reason. Brad Marchand is $7,200 and could be a nice starting piece. If you want to save some money and go for a bit more of a balance build, you'll save a a thousand, 1500 on some of those top guys. And you could start with Brad Marchand. I don't mind that approach. Uh, Ottawa, Florida should be a lot of offense in that game. Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhart, the two Sams, look like nice mid-range plays if you want to get a piece of the Panthers' offense. Minnesota-Philly, I already mentioned before that I like Minnesota. I think two guys you can target in that mid-range, Matt Boldy at 4,900, Jewel Erickson Eck at 4,800. Both these guys get power play time, a lot of looks. It seems like Ryan Hartman's starting to trend down a little bit, and I, I think I would rather look towards guys like Boldy and Erickson Eck in that wild offense. Edmonton, Chicago. I like Zach Hyman here. He continues to trend up. He's been great for shot props lately. Absolutely money uh, on and solid on DK as well. 5,700 bucks locked into a top line role with Connor McDavid and the Flames second line in the game against Montreal. It's a, it's a line that has just been playing great lately. Mangiapane at 4,700, Coleman at 3,900 and Michael Backlund at 3,400. I think he could squeeze one or two of these guys in there. Should be a lot of Flames goals on Thursday night. That'll be it for me today. You can find me on Twitter at jhan 4 Thanks for watching or listening. And as always, good luck with your bets and your lineups. And I'll catch you all next week. 